Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. The Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson, and we have two joint practices in the books, Logan Baltimore, done and done, done and dusted. I don't have to drive to Owings Mills anymore. I, for one, am psyched about it. That's good. I mean, I didn't drive out there at all, but it is it is a heck of a trip. I mean, that is a really nice facility. I've been out there for a couple of times. It's, uh, so I'm sure it's like fun for you to see that. Have you been out there before? I'm sure. I had not. So the facility uh, itself was super nice. Getting there is just a pain. Um, you know, it, there's something about driving in the state of Maryland where everything is five to nine mile chunks. And you're like on this highway for a little bit and then that road for a little right. bit. And then uh, it's just it, it, as someone who spent a lot more time in the DMV in Virginia, um, everything's just off the highway <laughs> and right. Maryland. It's like, oh, we got to turn here, turn there, turn there. And Owings Mills is is obviously up and up and kind of away from Baltimore. So um, sure. getting getting there wasn't wasn't the most fun, but uh, being there was great. And to see. These two teams get after it for two days, two really, really good days of work. A lot was accomplished. And I think, you know, going back over it as we were before the show, and obviously we'll share that all with you over the next hour here on Take Command, like some of the takeaways, some of the things you walk away with, I think need to be a little bit re-examined. Some of the things I walked away with need to be a little bit re-examined. So let's start off with kind of the big picture structure and how these two teams approached these practices based off what you were able to watch of the film of the live streams and all the ways that you uh you took in this practice yeah i mean um it was really interesting i think to to kind of sit down and watch it because like you know i did like a deep dive on my on the ipad with the first day of film for the offense then obviously there were some technical difficulties i'm you know craig as you know i'm not the most technically savvy guy so wasn't able to watch the rest of the practices uh, but I was able to watch the live streams. And one of the things I took away in terms of comparing what I saw on the iPad with what I saw from the live streams, at least with the first offenses, was that I felt like Baltimore kind of kind of was like trying to win the day a little bit more. Like I felt like EB and this uh, commander's offense kept it out. I, I don't say vanilla because it's nothing in, in the NFL is vanilla, but much more straightforward, kind of like what you saw in the preseason game in terms of concepts, in terms of point of emphasis. And, you know, like, I think one of the reasons that's probably true is because I know Ron is very conscientious of 
what is put on film, what is put on tape. And, you know, to have both these practices live stream, I'm sure Ron was well aware of that. And he's like, well, let's keep it to about what we had in the preseason. I think that's what you saw. Like a lot of the runs were the same. <clears throat> a lot of the drop back passes were the same. A lot of the play actions were the same. And so there wasn't anything that was like, oh, wow. Like in the same way that you get a practice when you're in Ashburn, right? It was, you see a more flush out offense. You see the jet sweeps, you see the reverses, you see kind of these multi-layered concepts. Like that wasn't really going on here. It was very like, hey, this is like day three of our five-step drop stuff. Like, let's run that, you know? And I think obviously like those concepts are great. They're great concepts and they were open in a lot of cases, but they're just easier to match because everyone is familiar with them, right? And I felt like when you watched Baltimore, especially with the ones, you know, they were doing a stuff that was a little bit more, it, I'm going to say advanced, like a little bit more comprehensive. Like they're doing these big shifts, like where they, you know, they, they, the strength of the offensive formations to the right, then they shifted to the left. They're in these bunches and they're motioning from the bunches. And it's just like, that's kind of next level offense. You know, it's like you're getting all their same stuff, but it's, it's off of all this window dressing. And then I felt like that they were obviously, I think the play action game that they had in Baltimore was, was very, very crisp. And it makes sense. You know, they're one of the best rushing teams in football. So like, this team is going to like sell out, especially like, I think it's important to acknowledge that a lot of their good play action stuff came in team run period. And I know a lot of fans are like, what they're throwing in team run, but that's a very common thing. You know, like it's like team run kind of encompasses, like you're probably going to run a keeper. You're probably going to run a play pass. You might run a screen, right. Just to kind of keep the team honest. And that's good sound football process. And I will say in, in Baltimore's period, like those play actions, like the drifts and like kind of the, the deep middle stuff was like, wide open, you know, because everyone's selling out to stop the run. And again, that's, that's part of this process. Right. And again, they were in some different formations and stuff that makes it a little bit more challenging. And I also felt like in the team period, especially with the one offense for Baltimore, they were like actually trying to like game plan shots a little bit, you know, and that might just be a feature of the offense is that they're like more vertically oriented, but I feel yeah. like they were much more efficient at finding like big chunks as opposed to the commander's offense, which is a little bit more like, you know, like again, more, more normal, more vanilla. And I, I think we've kind of alluded to why that might be, the, why that might be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I feel smart because there was a point where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a team run period. And then they threw it and I was like, that's odd. Maybe it's yeah. not team run. I feel right. justified now. It probably was team <laughs> run and it was a, it was a play action. And I do believe they, they found Mark Andrews on that particular uh, play that yeah. I was like, wait a second, uh, on a, on a play action over the middle. Also, sorry um, to cut you off, but that dude is a baller. Yeah. That he's real good. so good at football. Yeah. He's I really, really under, I, I watch a lot of film of him, but I undervalue like how good he is and seeing him in person or seeing him in this joint practice setting really illuminated like how talented he is. But. Yeah. And by the way, though, like Cam Curl had a bunch of nice, really good reps. Like you want, that's a tough ask of anybody. Um, but Cam Curl, I, I mean, like Anders got him a couple of times and in a game, yeah. like, I don't know how you grade out the performance because you do give up a couple of big ones, but there's a lot of opportunities for Andrews and Curl to go one-on-one. -on -one. 
uh, both in one-on-ones and obviously uh, in in team settings where they wind up matched up. And Curl did a, a really nice job of, a on a number of them. Um, so obviously encouraging there. But um, on the kind of the process stuff, I think that that's interesting because it does on some level reflect both head coaches. Like Ron is very process oriented. Like, hey, none of this matters. Like, we're just here to get better. Yeah. We're not keeping score. Like, it's it's about getting better for the regular season. And even in Ron, how Ron talked about the fights, for instance, he's like, all this does is distract us and take us away from reps that we could be spend getting better. And none of this is going to help us win football games when we get to September. Like, stop fighting. Stop doing all this other stuff. We're here to get better at our technique and practice, and it's very, very um, pointed in that way. Sure. Harbaugh's a nut job, like competitively, um, and I mean that as a compliment, right? Like he's, yeah, I, I have, I have no, I have no uh, question that there's at least some part of him, if not large part of him, that loved the the chippiness and the fights, and he's like, yeah, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna kick some butt, like. I'm under Rivera's skin like he's Ron's getting so mad Um, and then he goes out in the press and of course he's like ah yeah Ron so much respect for him what a great organization he does all the head coachy stuff because he's not stupid Um, but Harbaugh wanting to win every period like speaks to who he is um, and and how they run that program so if you want to take your next level offense and, and do more and you know have that level of risk that someone's going to learn something on a live stream that could hurt you uh, in the regular season, or you just want to take that extra time as opposed to focusing on base fundamentals, like that wouldn't surprise me for Harbaugh. And I, and I think obviously some fans are going to hear that. Some listeners, uh, viewers are going to hear that and go, well, like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you try to win? And I, I don't think that one, one way of doing it is actually that much better than even not even that much in any way, remotely better than the other. It's just being about who you are as a personality, as a team, there are risks with Harbaugh's way. There are risks with Rivera's way of, of not giving yourself the best chance, but there's also benefits of just nailing down on your fundamentals, focusing on basics versus, you know, overexposing yourself and and having too much complication too early on the Baltimore side of things. Yeah, I was actually really surprised Baltimore showed as much as they did, to be quite honest, because if I'm their week one opponent, I'm like, this is good file for me. You know, they're not going to run all the same plays. They're not going to do all the same stuff, but I'm like, they're going to shift a lot. I'm going to make sure we coach that up. They're going to motion a lot. They're going to be in heavy personnel and 11 personnel more than they've been in years past, right? Like you can see a fundamental shift in who they are offensively. And I will say, um, you know, for as good as I thought the first team played, and I think the second team, the second offensive line, and, and that's another thing that I just want to call attention to real quick, you know, it's just like I felt like you saw kind of what uh, like a very talented offensive line looks like. Again, you know, like it's just a reminder of like there are some groups in the league, like seeing Morgan Moses out there and how talented he is and how he kind of, you know, in one-on-ones and in team periods, like just kind of was able to neutralize Montez Sweat. And I know he's – trying really hard and it's not like an easy matchup for him, but he looked very comfortable, you know? And then like Zeitler against Payne, you know, like that is a, to see that, like, again, one of the best guards in the NFL go against one of the best defensive tackles and to see those processes, like that's pretty cool, you know? And then Linderbaum at center and right. And their left guard got absolutely worked by John Allen, like (laughs) in one-on-ones and in team. And it was like a tough day for him, 
But even, um, I think the guy's name's Makari. He's their left tackle, number 65. Like, he's the backup left tackle. Right, Staley did. I know he didn't practice on day two. I don't think he practiced that much on day one either. I don't think he practiced at all. He, he like, never practices anyway, from what I understand. So, but, like, that that guy played really well, you know? And, like, then the second group, to see that second group of monsters walk out there, I mean, they've got all these dudes who are, like, 350-plus on the – you know, like, it just is, like, they, they built that team and they built that offensive line in a very different way. And just to see the matchup there, I thought, was was really interesting but like you know to that to that point like when they're in their heavy stuff like in their tight first personnels with the heavy offensive line like it looks really crisp and sharp and then when you spread out it looks not quite as good and i know that's been a point of emphasis for them is to kind of spread spread the formations out increase the dynamic the, the the dynamism of the passing game and you know they're, they're still working through some stuff too so it's um it, i think it's just a really interesting kind of to your point thought experiment about like what do you want to prioritize and i think you know, like when you think of like, look at what the commanders did. It's very, very simple, very early install stuff. But I do think that there's value in that because you get to see how guys compete. And I, you know, to that point, like it was great to see like the guys you expect to see win matchups. Like Terry's running hitches and he's beaten Marlon Humphreys. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a competitive SOB and he's physical at the catch point. He's winning on slants. And like, I felt like that was a guy you could go to the bank with, you know, but I think it's also interesting that guys in the second group are like, Kemp, you know, guys making plays, guys yep. that are very polished, experienced football players. And the moment's not like this big rah rah thing. It's like, I'm just a competitive dude. I've been here before. This is a, a level of competition I'm familiar with and executed basic kind of offensive principles. So I think that that is, um, that's really interesting. And I think, uh, you know, like again, like when you, when you are playing a team like the Ravens defensively, you do need to like, know what they're going to run. Like, it's just like they don't game plan, especially so like if, if, if for example, if Washington's running like their basic RPOs, their Wanda's, their powers, their counters, a little bit outside zone with no window dressing, those are easier fits, right? If Baltimore's running all this motion and shifts and it's like, oh, I've added a gap here. Now they're adding a gap back. Like the, di- the dynamic of it is totally different and there's no prep in the week for it. So again, like it's good. It makes sense that it looked – Baltimore looked a little bit better because they just did more stuff. And I think like, and that's not an indictment of the defense because I felt like the second day they came out and were much better because they were like, oh, this is what we're going to be seeing. This is how they go back. They watch the the tape, right? right? Like that's, that's what happens. You go back, you watch tape of practice, you review and you go, Hey, if they do this again tomorrow, this is how we're going to handle it. And do you pick it up? And the answer was yes. Yeah. Yeah. They had a really nice, I thought they had a much better second day. And like, I really think it's interesting that like the first play a team, John Allen comes out and just absolutely embarrasses their left guard and like makes a tackle and loss, you know, makes a tackle for loss in the backfield. Then it was like, that's, this is the tempo for the day, boys. We are not going to have, you know, tomorrow. And then I guess it wasn't like the first day was bad. Just like, we're going to be this group that's very dominant. And I think they were much more kind of, you know, dotting their I's and crossing their T's on the second day. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. You mentioned how like Terry and some of the more experienced guys really come out. I mean, John making that play. We had Terry at the podium after day one. Uh, and by the way, the podium for this was uh, there was a, a nice uh, backdrop and Terry standing in the middle of the field with a microphone. Um, that was our, our podium makeshift uh, in Baltimore. Um, but, you know, I, I started off the press conference asking him, like, you know, hey, would you what'd you think of being out there? And he just has this giant eating grin on his face of like, 
I loved it. Like he <laughs> loves to compete and just yeah. the smile that he had on his face um, of getting to go through that was was great. But I'll tell you, there's a couple other guys that as you you talk about that and I, I try to recall what I saw, like Curtis Samuel, I feel like had a pretty good couple of days. Like yeah. he had a couple of catches in team. I thought he performed very well in one-on-ones. Um, like his ability yeah, to separate and and again, like I, I think some of it comes down to the moment not being too big. I will say this too: like Jahan didn't win every rep, but like Jahan continued to play well. Like he is a guy that has a maturity to him and to his game that is well beyond being a second year guy. Where I do think like Brian Robinson at times maybe got a little caught up in the emotion, but Jahan, no, he's his head's yeah. on straight and he he just continued to get open, make catches, and and do Jahan stuff. And that's a great point because, like, you know, Jahan, you know, like one of the things about him that I, I really like this year is that he's made some more, like, contested catches. And he had one where he's running, like, I think it's like a 15 or 17-yard, like, stop route, like, right inside, like, right outside the hash, so kind of in that alley between the numbers and the hash. And the coverage is tight. It's a good route. But the coverage is tight, and he's able to make a nice play there. And then Curtis had, like, a diving kind of sliding catch on, like, a mesh concept with a, with a high cross. And – you know, like those plays are like, that's something that I don't really consider as part of his game or like those tough catches, like where you're kind of body controlling, but mm -hmm. he had a couple of those. And so I, I think it's your point, like that, like, you know, kind of supporting that, like those dudes did come out and do some really nice stuff and um, execute at a high level. And so um, it was good to see those three guys do that. You know, uh, Gibson had that kind of really physical run on day one where he like knocks that guy down and it's like, everyone goes, wow, you know, but I do think, um, you know, the subsequent play, like, you know, he jumps off sides and then they give up a sack the next play after that. And so sometimes I felt like you saw a little bit, I don't want to say immaturity is probably the wrong word, but just like everyone's like in the moment, you know, super excited on the first day. I think they had five false starts, six false starts, something like that, Yeah. which again is, is to me, young guys, you know, getting excited and, and, you know, trying to get the moment kind of being big and very emotional, you know, something new. So, um, and if you think about it, it's, a, it's the first joint practice for a lot of these guys. So, you know, everyone's going to handle that a little differently. So, yeah, I do feel like they, well, two things I wanted to, to follow up on there. One, I feel like the commanders consistently got better as the days went and as the periods went. Like there was a couple of times where, you know, the ones went out there, got smoked on the first, you know, set of plays. Yeah. They like come back the out ball. for a second set and they, they perform better. Um, I feel like they finished better than they started consistently, which is something Ron talked about with Howell specifically on um, on Tuesday, the first day, that he he got better as he, he adjusted to the tempo and things like that. But also on the kind of the maturity front, you know, something that I've talked about on the radio for those that, you know, listen to, to this podcast and, and listen to the Pick 6 bonus episodes that we put out over the last couple of days. Um, you heard me say, like, I feel like Washington was the more mature team in terms of the physicality and kind of the professionalism is more how I would phrase mm -hmm. that the maturity. Like I thought they were the more professional team and how they handled it. And Baltimore was the one pushing the limit and crossing the line and being overly physical and, you know, doing some stuff that is going to start fights in a joint practice. Um, yeah. They were the instigators, but I do think that when you go back over it and you, you think about the football and how it affects that there was a, a lack of maturity, uh, and I don't want to say lack of professionalism, but like a lack of maturity uh, from a football sense in all those false starts where like you'd have some of this stuff blow up 
and then you'd have a false start or you'd have a missed assignment or, or things like that. And I think Rivera overall was happy, or at least he wasn't going to give away that he wasn't. But I, no. I think overall, like they did fine. This is not me yeah. saying, like, oh, what an immature yeah. football team. Everything I thought was wrong. But it was it certainly wasn't as clean as maybe I had initially walked away from practice. And I think yeah. that's something that happens a lot when you watch practice, in fairness to uh, me, is yeah. you know those those things happen so quickly and there's no scoreboard with down and distance and whatever. So a false start happens, you just get back up and you run the play. Um, in a game, you're now off schedule and you're in, depending on the, the situation, if you were in third and two and you're now in third and seven, like you've made your, your day a lot harder. So those things are really, really important and they can often be overlooked in practice. And I'm sure it's something that Rivera and Bienemy, especially on the offensive side, will be preaching is like, hey, if, if we get emotional, if stuff happens, if big plays happen, I want you to make sure that you stay steady. And I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. just to wrap this point, one guy that did a really good job of that was Sam. Um, and he, yeah. he talked about it after practice because I asked him about it. Um, like, what's your role when things bubble over? What's your, like, how do you handle it when there's a big fight and, and you got to now get everybody back? And he's like, my job is to get back in the huddle and get everybody to calm down and stay calm and go execute. And yeah. I think his, his demeanor as a young guy continues to impress the hell out of me. And that was just more examples uh, of that over these two days. Yeah. And to that point, I think like, you know, you, you know, you mentioned like he got better as the day went and like, I don't know, like when I watched team blitz, I thought I saw a guy who understood like what the period was about. You know, I think he was like four for five in that period. And like, there was a couple where there was free runners and he, you know, on the one incompletion, he's throwing the ball away. And I thought like, that's something that, you know, when, when we watch team blitz here in Ashburn, he's always, it's, he always has one where you're like, man, he, he like, didn't see the blitz or he thought he was, or he thought he was picked up, but he wasn't. And I felt like that was the first day where I was like, man, he's like ready to rock and roll. And in this in like hyper emotional environment, it's like super easy to be like, Oh no, you know, but I felt like he was very calm and very even. And like to, to the point about the maturity of the team, like I, I think when you watch practice, it's still very detailed. It's still dialed in. There was just a couple of moments where you're like, everyone's juiced up. You know what I mean? Everyone's kind of excited. And that is a, a thing that, these practices are great for because it kind of is like a little micro dose of exposure to like a higher intensity and can guys kind of level out, you know? And so, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't able to watch the, with the same level of detail the second day as the first day, but um, I felt like there were some good things the second day that offensively that make you say, okay, they're in the right spot. And again, it's so important to understand that like I felt, you know, it'd be interesting to ask you be about this or, or on, I felt like they didn't have a, like a ton of offense in. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to like scheme up there, you know, cover two and get this ball here and do all this stuff. It was like, no, run like base stuff. So the throw, the throwing windows were tighter. Like, you know, that's that's life. You know what I mean? So um, I think overall pretty good. I think defense definitely got way better the second day. I thought they did a good job. And, um, you know, first day I think the Baltimore offense came out and they did some unusual stuff that made it hard to be, super efficient but i think overall like i'm not saying that this was a bad practice i'm not saying that they didn't match the intensity i'm not saying they didn't match the physicality which were all big concerns and so for them to come out and have like a like a pretty good day like a b like a b day both days i think is is good you know i think it shows it shows it shows where the team is at but it also insinuates and i think implies that there's growth still to be had and i think that's important to remember if you're a fan it's like this team is much better than they were last year they're improving every single day but they're not there, they're not there yet. But I do think they can get there after watching these practices.